Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 13th of November, 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. Hello to everyone in the live chats, and I've got Entropy up where you can send through a donation super chat, and I'll read it out into the show. Hello, Dawn. Hello, Peak Ozyman. Great to see you all. It is 9 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where anti-Semitism has been cured and the local Jewish community can once again feel safe with Jacob Hirschnet. Now, the first person to be formally charged with performing a Nazi salute in a public place after a when he addressed the media after he and Thomas Sewell were sentenced for violent disorder. Uh, so you'll, of course, know that uh, the Victorian Parliament fast-tracked fast the legislation to ban all Nazi symbols and gestures. Uh, so it has been defeated now, anti-Semitism, and the Jewish people now feel safe here in Victoria. Hang on. That's not correct, given that we saw a West Bank-style conflict unfold in the inner southern suburb of Caulfield in the heart of Melbourne's Jew Belt on Friday night, where pro-Palestinian activists, along with their Antifa simps, staged a protest in the local Prince's Park with local Jewish residents coming onto the streets as well. And this is probably the, well, the, the most tense moment of the night, uh, captured on camera uh, by Real Rakshan. OC spray has been deployed. So someone just lunged at the, this community here. Now, Avi Yemeni wasn't there, although he is on his way back to Melbourne, but he sent out an email today saying that he needs $25,000 in donations to install a home security system. So he said he's... Uh, He's uh, installed a serious camera system in and around my house, and I'm doing two other things to protect my family that I won't discuss publicly. I don't want my home security plans uh, to be known. Though Avi's stalker was there Friday night, that fat cunt Antifa supporter Christopher 
Johnson. I wonder if he had his uh, chopping board sign in case RV showed up. Uh, all he could muster when Rakshan was there was uh, fuck off and suck my dick. Charming. So why did why did these pro-Palestinian activists and their Antifa simps gather in Caulfield? Well, it all stemmed from there was a there was the firebombing arson attack of a local burgatory uh, franchise restaurant there, which uh, the CEO is pro-Palestine supporter uh, Hash Taya. And now uh, Victoria Police have said uh, that uh, they're confident it's not politically motivated, but it certainly was arson these are the two men that were captured on cct cameras there and as you can see wall that's uh that's a huge huge explosion there it certainly wasn't because the the burgers they had been turned 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 up uh too 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 much there on the grill and so this is uh, what was on the victoria uh, police website they said the exact cause of the fire is being investigated, and at this stage, the fire does not appear to be racially motivated. Detectives are keen to speak to any witnesses or anyone that may have seen any suspicious activity in the area at the time. Uh, now, because, because he is a pro-Palestinian activist, uh, the CEO, Hash Taya, and one of his chains that uh, went up in flames is in Caulfield. Uh, the the pro, uh, they didn't say explicitly the the pro Palestinian activists online, but uh, they implied uh, that it must have been done by the the local Jews, even though there's no evidence evidence to support that. This is the thing about uh, this 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 conflict that's been imported into our city and our country. Each side uh, decides or. Just base, it just speculates on what they believe the truth is to fit their narratives or their side. Now, Hash Taya, he, it's, it, they claim the Antifa pro-Palestinian activists, they claim they turned up there uh, to support him. But as this video shows, he told them not to come that Friday evening. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all having a good day, better than I have. Um, yeah, the the events of today are pretty unfortunate, uh, pretty sad, and um, you know, I think everyone is is in their own right justified to be upset and feel angry. But I want to remind everyone that there's no benefit of us protesting at the Caulfield store because some people out there will purposely try and bait you into doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing and then they'll use that against you and us to change the narrative and make us look like the bad guys if you want to support us then please do support us by donating on the gofundme link that is being shared around i don't actually have the link but i know that there is one and go to our stores and buy burgers and reassure our staff let them know that you're there for them let them know that they're not in danger that you care about them and let them know that they've got a good boss at the end of the day i don't advocate violence 
All I want is peace. And the perpetrators of whoever did burn our store down, the police will find them. I'm confident of that. So please, if you're planning on protesting tonight in Caulfield, I would suggest that you don't. No benefit will come from it. There's a select few that will purposely bait you to do the wrong thing, and then they'll point fingers at you. They'll keep poking, poking, poking until you react. And once you react, they're gonna say, uh-uh, we got the bad guy, look at them. There's no point, don't feed into what they're trying to portray us as being, because we want peace. Free, free Palestine! Make sure you continue to call for a ceasefire and for peace. I'll be providing a full update later on about all the events that have happened today. If you have any questions in the meantime, feel free to DM us. And in the meantime, remember. So the GoFundMe was set up by a man called Omar Sukar, and so far it has raised fifty-one over $51,000. Now, some, some people who claimed or that it was an insurance job, uh, that's, again, baseless speculation, again. People just put out speculation to to fit with their narrative, uh, but if there's a GoFundMe set up, uh, then it, it would imply that there's not much insurance to be gained from the store burning down. I don't know. Again, I'm engaging in specul speculation here as well. Now it kicked off in Caulfield earlier in the day. Uh, so local uh, Jewish residents uh, turned up in front of uh, shop fronts with Israeli flags. They would claim uh, to protect uh, Jewish businesses. And there were plenty of cars that went by. I, the Probably uh, the most notable uh, was this driver with the 1453 uh, tattoo, uh, which is a tattoo that commemorates the Ottoman Turks' uh, conquest of Constantinople. Uh, so this is uh, what occurred here. Now, as you can hear there, that the the Jews that have gathered there, I mean, they're giving it to him, and certainly the Jews who turned up outside Princess Park that night, draped in Israeli flags. I mean, they did nothing to to de-escalate the the the, the situation and ratcheted up the tension. Uh, this is what one of the the breaking news journalists uh, captured of the the Jews outside Princess Park.
Uh, now that short lady at the end who was yelling out uh, uh, to, uh, to, to the drivers, she was draped in the Israeli flag saying fucking dog. She's holding a dog there. I mean, the poor dog's probably thinking, oh, what are you, what are you calling me the same as them? They look so mean and I'm so nice to you. Uh, now, of course, there was plenty of abuse and heckling from uh, the, the pro-Palestinian activists uh, from the Princess Park side, including uh, this, we presume he was uh, Muslim, uh, talking about uh, the homosexual population in Tel Aviv. Penguin! That Muslim sounds like a Pauli Finnick character. Oh, Tel Aviv is the Pufta capital of the world. I don't think that's, I'm not sure if that's factually correct. I'd have to look that up. But it is, that's where uh, Tel Aviv Pride, it's the biggest, uh, biggest pride festival in the Middle East. And it's also a very social justice warrior city. It's sort of the Melbourne of Israel, but uh, Paulie Fennick, he, he doesn't need to, uh, to to come up with much of a creative script. It was basically all written for him. In there, he has a in his in his in his shows, Fat Pizza, Houseos, and now Daradong. Uh, there's always a a Muslim uh, character who, who who fits the fits the stereotype. And speaking of uh, comedians, there, John Safran. Uh, was also there to cover it. It's in his fifties now, and he still looks like a a scrawny, a <laughs> young young man. It doesn't look like he's he's aged at all. Uh, now, of course, a, the the state's uh, political leaders put out put out statements uh, uh, condemning what happened in Caulfield and uh, saying we're a proudly multicultural state uh, so i'll begin with the, the first statement that was put out by a uh, the liberal member for Caulfield deputy liberal leader david southwick uh, so this was the first one what happened in my oh, sorry this was the first one here I know many remain shaken, hurt, and deeply worried as a result of this morning's fire and the public discourse and displays that have since emerged. As their investigation continues, Victoria Police have this afternoon said that the fire does not appear to be racially motivated. With this in mind, we must must not further incite Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, animosity, and division. Hatred in all its forms is toxic to our proudly multicultural state, and we will never tolerate anyone who seeks to use today's distressing incident as a way of demonizing or antagonizing any other group of Victorians. Clear heads now must prevail. Whilst I know that these times are unprecedented and strike so close to the hearts of many people across our state, we cannot allow a community to be overcome by division. And later that night, he said, what happened in my community of Caulfield this evening was a disgrace. To enter the heart of Melbourne's Jewish community, terrorize people outside their synagogue and throw rocks at Jews is appalling beyond words. This is not the Victoria I know and love. 
there was a synagogue across the street uh, which uh, was evacuated i don't know if they were ordered to by uh, victoria uh, police uh, because uh, friday night is uh, shabbat the jewish day of rest and now the 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 pro-palestinian activists claim that they did not know uh, that the synagogue was there I don't know, do you take them at their word? Of course, the their pro-Israelis will say, oh, they knew exactly where it was. And another unfortunate uh, coincidence is that uh, uh, this pro-Palestinian uh, protest occurred on the, the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, uh, the night of the broken glass, uh, where in Nazi Germany, uh, there were synagogues, Jewish businesses and Jews uh, attacked in the streets, 1938, and it was further intensified the persecution of Jews in Nazi Germany, which of course led to the, in the end, the final solution and the Holocaust and the murder of 6 million Jews. Now the Premier, uh, Jacinta Allen, uh, she, uh, her first statement was, I reaffirm my call for Victorians to show each other love, care and support in these difficult times. It is our diversity that makes us great and our compassion that unites us. There is never any place for anti-Semitism or Islamophobia in Victoria. And the next day she said, I was briefed by Victoria Police on the events of last night. What we saw on the streets was deeply disturbing. And I've spoken to Victoria Police about an increased police presence in the local area following the incidents on Hawthorne Road. There's a Victoria Police shortage. 43 uh, police desks are shut during off-peak times and they're having to lower the admission standards uh, to those who failed the psych tests. Uh, so where are you going to get all these police from? We cannot let violence in the Middle East Middle East beget violence on the streets of Melbourne. This is no place for violence, hatred and insightful behaviour in Victoria and it's unacceptable that faith communities feel unsafe in their own places of worship and in their neighbourhoods. It was unacceptable that this was the experience of Melbourne's Jewish community last night. All communities have the right to come together and grieve and support each other and everyone has a right to peaceful protest but not at the expense of the safety of others. People from every corner of the world have chosen Melbourne and Victoria as their home because they know that they can practice their faith and celebrate their culture and community at welcome and respects this diversity. Victorians are proud to be known for this, but we must make sure that this is still the case. It is our diversity that makes us great. It is our compassion that unites us, but there is never any place for anti-Semitism or Islamophobia in Victoria. Let's continue to support every member of our multi-faith community's safety and harmony must be the priority, not end the grief, hurt and, and the pain. So how many uh, multicultural slogans uh, have gone off on your bingo cards. Uh, so of course we have had uh, a, that uh, diversity is our strength, proud multicultural. Let's see a uh, liberal opposition leader, John Pesciuto. This was his first attempt at a statement. As you can see, they all had a couple of goes, maybe a speechwriter uh, got involved. Victoria is a proudly multicultural state. Bingo, renowned for its diversity and harmony. Bingo, the ugly scenes we have witnessed tonight are unacceptable. There is no place for anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, prejudice, or hatred in our state. Okay, that was take one. Take two from John Prosciutto. We strongly condemn last night's violence in Caulfield our cherished and diverse area of Melbourne and home to many of our Jewish community. These types of anti-Semitic incidents are completely unacceptable. I have no place in Victoria and Australia. We call for calm and unity during this challenging time. Victoria, Victoria stands as a beacon of diversity and harmony. Bingo. 
built upon the rich tapestry of our multicultural heritage, bingo, and enduring foundation of our common bond of humanity. Acts of violence or discrimination have no place in society that values diversity and understanding. Australia upholds stringent anti-vilification laws and is imperative that these laws are enforced. Any form of discrimination or hostile towards a particular religious or cultural group undermines the very fabric of our inclusive society. Bingo. We encourage a united stance against such acts, reinforcing the importance of respecting and protecting every individual's right to practice their faith without fear of persecution or intimidation. In the moment of tension, we must seek to de-escalation, support one another, and reaffirm our commitment to a society that celebrates diversity, bingo, and embraces mutual respect. Uh, it's, are you all keeping score in the comments there about how many multicultural buzzwords there? There was at least amongst all of those, the, the, the three lots of statements that I read out, probably about 10 or ten, at least 10, or maybe even a dozen. Uh, now, David Southwick, uh, he has uh, put out another statement uh, tonight on a, his uh, Twitter X. On Friday night, a line was crossed. The state and federal governments must act. This isn't about politics, about the safety and security for each and every Victorian. It is about the type of Victoria we want to live in. We are a great multicultural state. Bingo where everyone should feel safe, respected, and celebrated for who they are. Bingo. This week in Parliament, I'll be seeking explanation demanding action. If you target and disrupt a community, you should be moved on. If you incite violence, should be you should leave in handcuffs. Words are important. We need leadership and action. It's now or never. And Peter Dutton, he put out a statement on Saturday. The behaviour we saw last night in Caulfield by individuals provocatively protesting in an area home to many people of the Jewish faith was absolutely disgusting. It was a deliberate act of incitement designed to end in violence and predictably did. These sins have no place in our country and should be totally and utterly condemned. The Jewish community in Australia is rightly scared for their safety at the moment and we all have a responsibility to call out vile anti-Semitism when it rears its ugly head as it did last night in Caulfield. Enough is enough. Now as a libertarian who supports free speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of movement. The It is very dangerous in these times of crisis and unrest where there is a risk that governments ru rush through laws that restrict those freedoms because they are eventually turned, well, they're particularly turned against white people and Christian people. I mean, has the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act in Victoria, has it uh, has it ever been used to uh, prosecute somebody who has disparaged uh, Christians and white people? Not to my knowledge. I'm happy to be corrected. Now uh, we saw more incidents over the weekend, and so Nine News Melbourne tonight uh, did a, a summary, uh, which of course. Uh, Featured, uh, you know who, uh, Mr. Devir Abramovich. Good evening, Victoria's religious and political leaders are calling for calm after a weekend of violence on the streets sparked by the conflict in the Middle East. As Eliza Rugg reports, a cyclist carrying an Israeli flag was attacked on Chapel Street. Chapel Street, outside Bridie O'Reilly's, just before 8 o'clock last night. <laughs> It was first a lady that approached me, 
started to argue me about why do you uh, support Israel. Ronan Martin-Cohen was part of an Israeli convoy when he says he was ambushed by the woman, then two men. And I was pushed to the ground and then they kicked me. Uh, mainly in the chest and back. Police are investigating. They're also trying to identify the driver of this Toyota Hilux Ute that mounted a curb in Caulfield on Friday, narrowly missing a man and a woman holding up Israeli flags. There's an epidemic of anti-Semitism which is spiralling out of control. Further up Hawthorne Road, a synagogue was evacuated after a protest outside turned ugly. We do not want to see again a repeat of what occurred on Friday night. It's led to an extra 60 police being put on patrol in the area. Some want more. I'm not satisfied at this point with what the government's doing on this. I think it's been caught a little flat-footed. Organisers of Friday's protest have since apologised, stating they didn't realise the synagogue was metres away, adding the event was meant as a show of support for a Palestinian-owned burger restaurant they believe was torched in a hate crime. The Islamic Society of Victoria says it's not an isolated incident and people peacefully attending pro-Palestine protests in the city are also copping abuse being accused of supporting terrorism um, and that, that is creating a really unsafe environment for many Muslims. We don't want any aggression, we don't want any violence and we don't want any hate. Let's make sure that Melbourne, which is a tolerant, pluralistic, accepting city, is not torn apart by these tensions. Eliza, extra police patrols have started in the inner southeast tonight. Yes, Pete, and those patrols will take place day and night for the next two weeks around areas of worship like here in St Kilda as well as in Caulfield and Balaclava as well. After that two-week period, police will decide what resources are needed in those areas. In the meantime, we've just got word of another Free Palestine protest that we haven't seen before yet in Melbourne. School students are being encouraged to join a lunchtime walkout on November 23. At lunchtime, they're being encouraged to walk out of school essentially and take part in this protest and it will end up on the steps of Flinders Street Station. Pete. Eliza Rugg reporting. Great. Uh, that's bound to go well. Uh, indoctrinating the students, uh, young people to get involved in, in this. I mean, they always like to start them young. Uh, so this was the statement put out by uh, Free Palestine Melbourne, they realised that it was uh, bad PR, bad optics. Uh, so uh, they said they they claimed they were unaware there was a synagogue across the park. We apologise to local Jewish community for the protest location led to evacuation of the synagogue for the fear they may have felt and the cancellation of Shabbat. We should not have gathered in this location. It was never our intention to disrupt it or intimidate Jewish worshippers. Though at the weekly uh, free pro-Palestine rally, whatever it's called uh, these days, uh, there are still uh, quite, uh, well, explicitly uh, anti-Israel signs here. Well, a, so this one, let's clean the world from rubbish. And so basically calling uh, for the ab abolition of Israel, uh, to put it mildly. And uh, so there was spotted uh, outside uh, this uh, well this convenience store in Melbourne boycott uh, with a, a cross through the uh, the Israeli flag which of course has the blue star of David now I won't name the 
business there, but they claim that it was stuck on there by somebody and they took it down when it was when it was alerted to them. Uh, now, uh, the Burgatory uh, CEO, uh, he did uh, appear at, uh, at Sunday's rally, Hash Tayer, on the, on the stage and gave a speech. In the past weeks, as I advocated for peace and an immediate ceasefire and the rights of the Palestinian people, my own establishment, Burgatory and Caulfield, became a target. Staff threatened and harassed all in an attempt to silence my support. And, in the, and the other day, in a cruel act of arson, our store was reduced to ashes. To those who sought to silence us with hate and violence, I say, you will not succeed. Love and unity will always prevail. Now, up in Sydney, uh, things are just as tense. Uh, so there was a pro-Palestine convoy uh, that uh, was organised by convicted criminal and terrorist sympathiser Zaki Muller. Uh, so he was the first Australian charged with terrorism offences after he threatened to blow up the offices of ASIO and DFAT in 2003. While he was acquitted of planning a terror attack, he was convicted of threatening to kill Commonwealth officials and given a two and a half year jail term. And so Mello was asked if he expected the event to be calm at the motorcade's meeting point in Lidcombe. It has to be, he said, we have no choice. And Zaki Muller, you might remember, he was invited by the Q&A producers onto, into the studio audience in 2015. This is when ISIS were on their rampage in Iraq and Syria, and the then Abbott government was a, a proposing laws to uh, strip citizenship of those who uh, fight overseas, uh, which uh, stripping dual citizenship, that was struck down by the High Court last week in their controversial decision. They've got another controversial decision that they that they handed down last week, which, uh, which I'll get to. Uh, so uh, he asked, uh, or uh, Steve, uh, Steve Chobo, uh, the, the, when I think it was the then Justice Minister, about these about these laws, and he said, "I'd be happy to see you deported." And then Zeki Miller said, "Oh, you've justified people going to fight with ISIS." And Jane Jones said, "Oh, that's out of context and led an Abbott government boycott of Q and A." But um, uh, Q and A is uh, still on the air eight years later and they're having a a israel palestine panel uh, special in well it's just going to be starting in about five minutes so tim watts the assistant foreign minister uh fran cheska albanese <laughs> so she has the same name as the prime minister it's great to have an albanese actually in australia for once un special rapporteur uh, for palestinian territories Dave Sharma, former Australian ambassador to Israel and former MP for Wentworth, which is home to most of Sydney's Jews. Uh, Nasa uh, Masani, uh, president of the Australian Palestinian Advocacy Network, and Mark Liebler, chairman, Australia, Israel and Jewish Affairs Council, Old Liebs. Now, the 
Q&A, oh, sorry, the ABC News Twitter X account uh, deleted this tweet where it said, Mark Liebler is the chairman of the Australian Israel and Jewish Affairs Council who coordinated the letter signed by six former PMs to express their support for Israel. Because the official story is that the prime ministers came up with this letter themselves. And it was, I think it was published published by the Zionist Federation of Australia, which is chaired by Liebler's uh, son, Jeremy Liebler. And I wondered, I did wonder uh, how they're going to control the studio audience uh, tonight. But uh, based on security advice, uh, there won't be a live audience. So uh, they'll be taking video questions and also via Skype. I mean, I've got to give credit uh, to Mark Liebler uh, coming on to in what is normally a hostile environment going head to head because there were some uh, Jewish uh, uh, Jewish Australian activists who want he di- he di- who thought that the ABC shouldn't platform NASA uh, Mashani, uh, but uh, Mark Liebler is still uh, turning up uh, to to debate. So it might actually be a Q and A episode worth watching. Uh, because it does seem to have it say uh, it's certainly a panel that will have some disagreements a change for q and a and uh, now when uh, the uh, i think i'm not sure if they were members of uh, this this convoy this uh, this motorcade uh, but there was a a pro israeli gathering a vigil because there's still over 200 hostages being held by hamas uh, so down at uh, Kuji Beach, uh, this is one of the cars that turned up. And now there was a Jewish man in Sydney who uh, was hospitalised after allegedly being the victim of an anti-Semitic attack. Ground at a suburb in South Sydney came upon a poster for a pro-Palestine rally that had already been taken place. The poster was half torn down and the man tore down the rest, according to the report. Another man in the playground saw him do this, approached to ask if he supported Israel, then became threatening. The report said, I'll murder you, the suspect reportedly said. Jewish man phoned police but found himself surrounded by an angry crowd of men and women yelling the insults and then was hit in the face and fell to the ground, according to reports. Three men proceeded to kick and punch the victim, according to reports, yelling slurs such as pro-Jew dog. Passers-by called the police. The attackers had fled. Police have asked witnesses come forward and realising CCTV footage. The victim was hospitalised for four days with injuries such as fractures to... Spine, facial injuries, and concussion. He told Sky News Australia felt very lucky to be alive. Now, I can't comprehend. Like, obviously, this is a savage assault. I have to say, alleged assault. But what is with uh, these uh, pro-Palestinian activists, like that crazy bitch in Chapel Street, uh, attacking that man on the motorcycle with the Israeli flag? Are they not in control of their emotions that they just attack, uh, 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 physically attack 
uh, and people who they, they they have a political grievance with. Uh, this is not how how we sort out differences here in Australia. I mean, we obviously you have the right to free speech, free assembly, right to protest should always be respectful. But well, it's the same with Antifa as well. They are they they're never in control of their emotions. That's why they always get violent. I mean, this this is why it is so tense out out in the 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 these protests because it is full of people who cannot control their emotions. That is what that is what it comes down to, and there is no excuse. Uh, there is no uh, there is no you can't argue provocation because these people aren't hurting anybody. I mean, they're people in Australia. Uh, that obviously they have they have a position on the of the Israel Hamas more war, uh, but they are not the one. They 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 are just innocent people here in Australia and as innocent as all of the civilians who have been killed in Israel and Gaza. Now, I mentioned before that uh, that what I really concerns me about this time is that there will be more anti-free speech laws uh, passed in the name of uh, combating hate and uh, incitements and uh new south wales uh the premier chris mins uh well he had already uh just uh upped upped uh, 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 upped the 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 penalties uh for racial and religious vilification now going to go further uh this is on uh seven news sydney the state government admits its laws are failing following a rise in anti-Semitic behaviour across Sydney. Under current racial vilification legislation, offences are hard to prosecute. But now the Premier says it's time to get tough. Coogee on Saturday. A Jewish-owned Surrey Hills cafe later that night. Melbourne yesterday. Pushed me to the road. I was lying on the road. And they kicked me in the chest and the back. And Melbourne the night before. All provocative acts targeting Jewish enclaves and all condemned. It is vital at this time that people in positions of leadership exercise, exercise that leadership. Racial vilification laws exist, but... It can't be toothless. You've got to have a situation where if somebody where it does result in charges. Section 93Z of the Crimes Act outlaws intentionally or recklessly threatening or inciting violence based on race, religion, sex, but in five years, zero successful prosecutions. The problem really comes down to the legal meaning of the word incite. It has a much narrower legal meaning uh, than most people would expect. We are looking at that legislation to make sure that it's working. And on that, the Palestine Action Group finds common ground with the Jewish lobby. We're against all forms of racism. That includes anti-Palestinian and anti-Arab and anti-Muslim racism. And of course, that includes anti-Semitism as well. There was another Palestinian rally today. End to genocide. That was in our nation's capital and rallies will continue here in Sydney weekly too. But for the government, free speech is not free. Extra resources to police them cost a million dollars a week, the Premier says. The force is already under-resourced. These are operational shifts that would normally be used in a command to protect the community. So New South Wales will ask the federal government to help pay for it.
Robert Obadia, 7 News. Yes, so more uh, tougher laws, uh, supposedly to crack down on hate and incitement uh, coming to New South Wales. So uh, now the uh, state Liberal opposition uh, in New South Wales, Mark Speakman, he has expressed uh, concerns uh, that that, uh, these laws could uh, curtail uh, legitimate legitimate, uh, political uh, debate which, I mean, you do get a flicker every now and then uh, from the Liberals in uh, standing up for free speech. I mean, you saw John Pesciuto here in Victoria is saying that he supports the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act, uh, which uh, has had a successful prosecution and conviction of uh, Blair Cottrell, Neil Erickson and Chris Shortis over that uh, mock beheading of a dummy in Bendigo in in 2015, where the the fake blood poured out. They got a, I think it was a $3,000 fine each or $2,000 fine. Somebody will be able to correct me. It was something in the, in the thousands there. But again, that proves my point that uh, these laws, it's, it's it's certainly uh, not surprising that uh, both a uh, Jewish activists and pro-Palestinian activists, yeah, we want uh, these anti-racism and anti-blasphemy uh, uh, anti, uh, laws uh, because, well, as I just said, they're only used to prosecute white uh, white people and Christians. I mean. We saw it wasn't criminal, but Sonia, Sonia Kruger brought before the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Tribunal uh, for saying that she wanted Muslim immigration banned in, in 2017. Apparently, uh, 20 National Socialist Network members in, in Melbourne, that's the, the, the real threat, not uh, these, these, these mob of uh, Muslims in, uh, in suburbs and in cities. And the Age on Sunday uh, did a uh, did a, a full feature article. Why is it so hard to stop neo-Nazi public hate? And uh, speaks to a guess who, uh, Cass Ross, uh, but uh, did not feature a photo of her. So there's a a photo of the Police Association of Victoria Chief Wayne Gatt. You tell us what our job is. There's a difference between causing offence and stopping a a criminal offence. There's also Julie Nathan, a researcher, executive counsel of Australian Jury, uh, well known for publishing the anti-Semitism in Australia report. Uh, she obviously uh, has some real anti-Semitism uh, to report on now. Normally the report is just what the National Socialist Network and other white nationalists say online, like Devere. Now he has some actual real threats to the Jewish community, not just, I mean, he Devere uh, six months ago was getting triggered by a swastika that was drawn into the pavement in a town in the middle of nowhere in rural Victoria. Uh, they didn't include a photo of Cass Ross because like, I don't think they could fit her whole face on this, on this story. It is just, just so, just so uh, big there. And uh, there is, there, there is some, decent points made that uh, these the, the, these laws, they, they can have a counterproductive 
effect. And of course, uh, the National Socialist Network, Thomas Sewell, I mean, they've already moved on to the uh, the blue octopus as a symbol of anti-Semitism there. So they've already, uh, they've already uh, switched there. But apparently Victoria needed special laws uh, because, I mean, basically that's all they do. The, the, the NSN, uh, some online talk and then out on the street with a poster and uh, some Nazi salutes or when it was legal and uh, uh, stickering, which, I mean, uh, we obviously are seeing much more, uh, much more extreme uh, signs at these, these rallies. Uh, these these pro-Palestine rallies. And uh, another thing, while I mentioned uh, the lack of uh, emotional control in these pro-Palestinian activists tearing down the images of uh, Israeli hostages by Hamas, why would you do that? I mean, they're still, they're, they're human beings being deprived of their liberty. I mean, uh, this is the other thing. I, you can't, Feel, feel sympathy for the innocence on both sides here. So we have a, obviously we, we are seeing uh, probably a, well, what, what, what we are seeing play out on, on the ground in Gaza, it is a humanitarian catastrophe, but it's what Hamas wants. Uh, they want civilians and children to uh, children to die. That's why uh, they use them as human shields and use hospitals and other other civilian infrastructure. I mean, there was a cartoon in uh, the uh, I think it was in the the Washington Washington Post, uh, which uh, which shows. A, is Hamas, how dare Israel attack civilians? And it has all of uh, children strapped to them. But Israel is playing is playing into Hamas's hands to a T. I mean, Israel claims they have no choice but to destroy Hamas, but you can't destroy an idea and ideo ideology. And continuing uh, the the continuing deaths of Gaza civilians and children is only going to radicalize more Palestinians uh, to become martyrs uh, for Hamas or some other Islamic group. Now. Hamas, in part, they launched their attack uh, to suspend uh, the negotiation of the, the Abraham Accords up in uh, the Middle East. And uh, so uh, Saudi Arabia uh, withdrew from the, the Abraham Accords uh, with Israel, which would be to recognize Israel and establish, establish diplomatic uh, relations. Now the unthinkable has happened. So the Iranian president... Ibrahim uh, Rassi has a, has gone to the Gaza summit in Saudi Arabia, and now these are two uh, Islamic states that hate each other because Saudi Arabia is Sunni Arabian, while Iran is uh, Shia Persian. Uh, there is a power struggle in the Middle East for who will be the the regional superpower but now they're they're shaking hands and also uh, Bashar al-Assad uh, from Syria uh, he has turned up uh, he is a secular uh, secular dictator the Ba'athist party is a Arab national socialist party so yeah all the three different factions 
uh, across uh, the, the the Middle East, uh, Islamic majority countries, all coming together, which is probably what Hamas wanted. I mean, they wanted the Muslim world to unite against Israel. And of course, Hamas, they don't live in Gaza. They're given safe haven in Qatar. I mean, why doesn't Israel attack Qatar? And uh, despite uh, Qatar hosting Hamas, they were allowed to host uh, the 2022 FIFA World Cup. I mean, uh, our Western uh, principles and values, I mean, they can be bought uh, by uh, oil money. Uh, so, uh, and Saudi Arabia has done the, done the same, even though uh, they did 9-11 and the United States government covered up uh, the Saudi, Saudi government's involvement in, in 9-11 because Saudi Arabia has bought the 2034 World Cup as well. I mean, they don't recognize Israel. Well, will that be well, will, 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 there, will there be a flashpoint for that, or is is when it comes to again, can uh, just can they just buy it? Just just money money talk there. So yes, uh, it is a lose lose situation. I uh, people are going to continue to die. Uh, Israel is not going to be able to eradicate Hamas. Uh, there is going to be more uh, Palestinian Gazans. Obviously, Netanyahu, he is politically weak. He feels that this is what he has to do because it was his intelligence failure on uh, October the 7th uh, that uh, led to the Hamas attack. I mean, obviously, there's some conspiracy theories that maybe the Israeli intelligence let it happen, like sort of like uh, the conspiracy theories about the United States government let let a 9-11 happen, uh, but this is not the program for that. That is for the theorists. Now, Penny Wong on Insiders yesterday said uh, uh, the Albanese government would welcome work towards a ceasefire because uh, these uh, the, this is what these, these rallies, the slogan now is ceasefire now, uh, but she said that a ceasefire shouldn't be one-sided. Uh, of course, Hamas broke a ceasefire on October 7. Though Penny Wong, she must know that she's speaking in a dream world. Uh, there is not going to be a, a, a ceasefire, uh, and there's certainly not going to be a two-state solution in probably our lifetimes there. Uh, so obviously Penny Wong is trying to say a, the, the, the right thing and uh, placate uh, 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 strike a middle ground, but also blockade uh, Labor's uh, Muslim voters who they hold those seats in Western Sydney and outer Melbourne there. And the Labor Party knows that demographics is destiny. Uh, they know how to get the multicultural vote. The Liberals are terrible at it. And so they know that, well, Muslims outnumber Jews two to one. The Victorian Liberals, they hold all of the uh, all the all of the seats around Melbourne's Jew Belt at a state level, and also uh, the in Sydney as well. But at a federal level, the Liberals hold none of the the the, the Jew Belt seats. Uh, so two are held by Labor, Josh Burns and Michelle Michelle Najaraja, and uh, two by the Teals, Monique Ryan and Zoe Daniel. And Wentworth in Sydney is held by Allegra Spender. Now, Remembrance Day here in Australia, one of the war memorials in the 
suburb of Montrose uh, was uh, vandalized with a ceasefire. Absolutely uh, disgusting. And uh, the White Rose Society, uh, they put out a an alert on their Telegram channel. I think I've, I've got it here, uh, that uh, approximately 10 members of the NSN at Federation Square likely head for the Shrine of Remembrance Day in their poorly fitting dress pants, wearing shirt, uh, shirts, wearing poppies. Stay safe and stay alert. I mean, as if Antifa are going to go to the Shrine of Remembrance for Remembrance Day. I mean, that's uh, obviously they're, they're uh, trying to say, look, look, the, the Nazi threat is they're, they're still they're still on the streets here. Be afraid. Now, we also had a, a this week a Kmart. Uh, they uh, withdrew their happy Hamas bags. Uh, so the Australian Jewish Association, which is pretty much a one band man, one man band by Dave, Dr. David Adler. So he said Kmart stuff up. Check out the special Christmas bag currently available via Kmart online. Yes, it's real. Although this is potentially funny, the a AGA committee has tossed around some non-PC jokes. It's really not a good look. We suspect some product manager may cause the company some embarrassment. So we've written to West Farmers Corporate suggesting the product be pulled, and it was. I know that there was a, a mass of people trying to buy it online, but they were all refunded there. But yes, it is unfortunate. Mary, obviously it's a ham bag, uh, but yes, saying Mary ham mass, yes, quite a, an unfortunate slogan in the, the 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 current environment. It reminds me of what is that? There was that flower. There was that uh, uh, flower arrangement in the the Melbourne CBD about fifteen years ago. Uh, blue, oh, sorry, red and white. That uh, unfortunately was in the shape of a swastika. Now on to uh, some other uh, Australian news and Airbus Elbow, uh, fresh from his uh, trip to. Uh, Beijing uh, to meet Xi Jinping, and uh, they flattered the CCP, the praise on elbow, calling him a handsome boy. And uh, the, they're all glowing, the, the local uh, CCP-controlled media about Australia has finally come to their senses. And uh, now Anthony Albanese, he's back in Australia now uh, for uh, the sitting week, uh, but last week he was in the, the Cook Islands for the Pacific Islands Forum. And he uh, signed a, he signed in a security uh, agreement uh, with uh, 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 Tuvalu. Uh, so a uh, which uh, as also uh, will see Australia uh, accept climate refugees uh, from Tuvalu. Uh, so it's called the uh, Falpili. Uh, so it's a two-valuing word for traditional values of good neighbours, care, and mutual respect. So we'll start with uh, 280 climate refugees from Tuvalu, because apparently climate change is going to uh, sink uh, the island. Now, there's only 12,000 uh, people who live on uh, on Tuvalu, so if we have to take them all, it's not that significant amount, uh, but it all adds up. And uh, the only reason why Australia is not in a 
in a real recession, it isn't a per capita recession is because of immigration, but look at real household gross disposable income. Australia is the worst in the OECD, minus 5.1%. And I think that's just confirmed a, how a lot of households are feeling. I mean, inflation is still, is still rampant. Prices are still going up. Uh, we are still seeing our living standards reduce. Uh, now there was the interest rate rise on Melbourne Cup Day, uh, which uh, certainly that uh, uh, contracting the money supply, that's certainly not going to increase the supply of electricity. There is supply of electricity going down. Uh, Anthony Albanese hasn't saved you $275 on your power bill. Chris Bowen's uh, clean energy revolution is just going to increase the price of electricity. They're still going to build all those transmission lines from these solar and wind farms. And of course, uh, if power reliability wasn't enough of an issue, we now have internet reliability. I mean, I sometimes have it here. Uh, so Optus, uh, their entire network went down from, from 4 a.m. Wednesday until about the mid afternoon and so are we now the optus now knows uh what is uh what, what is the reason behind this uh outage and it was a routine software upgrade which knocked out the entire internet for everyone on the optus optus network i uh, there were businesses couldn't take eft payments i uh, people on optus couldn't access the internet or even call triple zero and i think it was a lot of wake-up call uh for a lot of people about the dangers of cashless society i think people will carry a bit more cash from now on because a cashless society will only happen if we allow it uh, to happen it's always a, a paying with cash it's always legal tender and the optus ceo well she is living on borrowed time uh kelly uh Bayer Rosemarin. Uh, she uh, did a few interviews on Wednesday and that was it. In fact, uh, she seemed to disparage a North Sydney barber, uh, which uh, couldn't uh, couldn't do business because they couldn't receive EAT payments, saying that she said, that seems like one of the few things you could do without connectivity. And that's just an unnecessary remark. And so the owner of uh, North, oh, sorry, manager of North Sydney Barber said, it's a bit bit much for her to throw me under the bus when she can't even do her job. I mean, Jake Azar would be able to do his job if uh, she was able to do her job. Now, Optus is owned by Singtel, uh, which is uh, Singapore Telecommunications. So it's not an Australian-owned company. I'm not with Optus, thankfully. So my Wednesday wasn't it uh, wasn't disrupted and of course optus previously had that data uh, uh, data hack uh, by a ran uh, ransomers uh, which uh, leaked uh, uh, both current and former customers uh, personal information to the dark web uh, so i think qantas is is cheering at the moment because they are no longer australia's most hated company for funking fuel at least we've never done anything like this uh, so, yes, uh, Vodafone and Telstra uh, are, of course, are the well, they're the the market market winners. I remember twenty years ago, Telstra was the big villain, but uh, uh, not <laughs> these days. Uh, they they have a pretty good reputation.
Now, on to the, the latest uh, controversial uh, decision of our High Court, well, uh, to put it mildly, and that is our High Court overturning a, its own precedent uh, from 20 years ago. Uh, so that is, so they ha- the Albanese government is uh, it has been for is being forced to release ninety two other non citizens being held in detention who cannot be deported to their home countries. So the High Court ruled uh, that uh, indefinite uh, indefinite uh, detention is unlawful, and uh, so. A refugee and asylum seeker advocates celebrated an important victory, although the the lawyers in the High Court were acting on behalf of a Rohingya Muslim Muslim who came illegally to Australia on a boat back in in 2012, thanks to the Rudd Gillard Rudd uh, disastrous border policy. Uh, he was uh, convicted of raping a 10 year old boy. And now he is out on the street because, well, apparently, well, you don't get long in Australia uh, for raping a 10-year-old boy. Absolutely disgusting. He is out on the street. We're not even allowed to know his name. Uh, So he's known as NZYX. So we, he could be in your neighborhood uh, near where uh, your family lives. This is this, this is a, this. and now the Albanese government says, "Oh, we're ma- making step. We're ma- uh, we're we're making sure that the community is safe. Are oh, there strict conditions on their 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 visas?" Uh, but I mean, I assume they're not having ankle bracelets. Uh, so there is also uh, well, I'm not sure if this this one is uh, the uh, uh, this pedophile convicted pedophile. And there was also a, uh, a Malaysian a political assassin who is now free on the streets uh, in uh, Australia, or is actually uh, sentenced to death in Malaysia for uh, assassinating a politician's wife. Uh, so our High Court uh, seems to be on the path for a lot of very lefty decisions. Some might call it judicial activism, but you have to be very careful about what you say about our judiciary because uh, you know, they, they can uh, say, claim uh, contempt of court as uh, they tried to three uh, Turnbull government ministers in 2017. Now, some good news is that uh, the uh, the Albanese government is uh, well. It's deciding to, at the moment, revise its uh, misinformation bill uh, because there was no exemption uh, for a religious belief. So you could be accused of well, you could be censored on social media for misinformation uh, for stating a religious belief, which uh, could be which. I don't know how would they disprove that because uh, religion is religion is a belief. 
Uh, so this was the 7 News Sydney report. Serious concerns around a lack of religious protections have resulted in the federal government delaying the introduction of its signature misinformation legislation. Designed to combat false and misleading information online, the proposed laws didn't include exemptions for religious expressions. They wanted to exempt comedians from the bill, but not people expressing their deeply held religious beliefs. The opposition claims the bill is an attack on free speech and wants it scrapped. Uh, so the, the Babylon Bee and the Batuta Advocates and uh, the Shovel, they would be uh, exempt, even though <laughs> actually people do have trouble uh, distinguishing between fact and satire. Uh, these days. Again, the Liberal opposition choosing to oppose this bill, even though they were involved in drafting out the Morrison government, I mean, they, they sort of have uh, some uh, relapses into supporting free speech, but certainly uh, don't count on them. Now, let's go over to the UK, uh, where Remembrance Day, where it is known as Armistice Day, the November the 11th, and then on the Sunday, it's Remembrance Sunday. It is their big a uh, veterans uh war remembrance day uh, i think i think us here because obviously anzac day is our most uh, sacred uh remembering the fallen day uh, those uh, british expats in our chat will tell will, will inform us here uh how how sacrosanct uh, armistice day is in in the uk and now there was a pro palestine uh, rally that uh, took uh, did uh, take place uh, in in London. Uh, though it did not go past the cenotaph, uh, but it was certainly billed by the mainstream media, or could be it could be desecrated. And Twitter X allowed Tommy Robinson, uh, the founder of the English Defence League, back on. And Tommy Robinson, real name Steve, uh, Stephen Lex uh, uh, Yaxley Lennon, uh, he obviously wanted to make an impact that he was back, and so he uh, he posted on his uh, Twitter X uh, that he would uh, go uh, to uh, defend the cenotaph. Now, uh, British Britain's white nationalist leaders, such as uh, Nick Griffin and Mark Collette, told their followers not to go. They believed it would be a media trap, and then I think, and then obviously uh, the the intellectual dark web wankers, the Studio Boys, they would just stay at home and decide, depending on uh, what what unfolds decide whether they would support uh what tommy and uh the edl and what's the other one the football lads alliance did they would just sit back and because they 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 just they just commentate in their 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 comfy uh studio chairs i they they would never uh <laughs> hardly any of them have ever uh, gone to a rally and uh douglas murray who well encouraged people to go to the the cenotaph on uh twitter he was nowhere to be seen uh, in London on that day, but he was very 
extremely visible uh, when he was in Israel. He's Mr. Everywhere at the moment when it comes to appearing on programs. And of course, in Israel, there he is with his press flap jacket and his helmet. I wonder if the photographer is uh, wearing those that uh, flap jacket and helmet because often in these situations, it's all for show and the cameraman is just in like casual clothes there. So he wasn't there. Uh, but uh, to his credit, uh, Calvin Robertson, who was sacked from GB News because he uh, stood by Dan Wharton and Lawrence Fox. Lawrence Fox wasn't there. He was on a plane somewhere. I don't know. But Calvin Robertson was there at the Cenotaph. So was Fred Paul, uh, one of the hosts of Alan Jones's ADH uh, TV. Uh, so credit to them putting their... Uh, uh, making a, a stand and turning up there because of course I, they don't, you, you don't know who's going to turn up, whether there's going to be bad actors there. And the bad actors of course uh, turned out to be the Met police, even though uh, uh, the uh, Tommy Robinson and the, the other uh, EDL and football ads are turned out there to protect the cenotaph. They tried to block the entry in and uh, they were having none of that. So this was probably the most tense moment here. Now, I know that uh, Piers Morgan, of course, he found that uh, appalling. And uh, Rishi Sunak uh, put out a, a statement condemning uh, both sides. So this is what he put, he put out. I condemn the violent, wholly unacceptable scenes that we have seen today from the EDL and associated groups and Hamas sympathizers attending the National March for Palestine. Those despicable actions of minority of people undermine those who have chosen to express their views peacefully. Remembrance Weekend is a time for us to come together as a nation and remember those who fought and died for our freedoms. What we have seen today does not defend the honour of our armed forces, but utterly disrespects them. It is it is true for EDL thugs attacking police officers and trespassing on the cenotaph, and it is true for those singing anti-Semitic chants and brandishing pro-Hamas signs and clothing on today's protests. The fear and intimidation the Jewish community have experienced over the weekend is deplorable. All criminality must be met with the full and swift force of the law, which is what I'm told the Met Police Commissioner on Wednesday that is when they are accountable for and is what I expect. I'll be meeting with the Met Police Commissioner in the coming days. I'll tell you, he'll not be meeting with the Met Commissioner anymore, and that is Suella Braverman. She has been sacked by Rishi Sunak in a reshuffle, and David Cameron was seen going into number 10 Downing Street. Now, he's in the House of Lords now, so he can be brought back into the Cabinet. It's not unprecedented, though it is unusual. And now I remember uh, David Cameron back in the day called the EDL uh, sick. And now Lady of Shalott uh, calls a, the traitor Tommy Robinson. Though Tommy Robinson back in the day was my red pill. He made me realise that, hey, if you want this uh, post 
modern liberal society, uh, Islam, uh, mass Muslim immigration is incompatible with it. Certainly uh, his uh, conduct of recent years uh, hasn't, uh, hasn't been in the, in, the, in the same vein as that of his earlier activism. And certainly, I don't know if he regrets wearing that uh, Mossad shirt, uh, but he should. That was not wise. I mean, he, no, he wouldn't wear an MI5 shirt or a CIA shirt, that's for sure. Uh, Lady of Shalott uh, also also uh, has said said here, uh, am I going to uh, play, where is, it, where is it here? Are you going to play the clip of the Muslim gentleman saying that Hitler was great? I haven't got it with me, but that certainly uh, took place. And there were some Extinction Re Rebellion uh, brats who are, uh, who, uh, were disrespectful at I think it was Trafalgar Square. I don't, uh, I don't. I try to get as many clips as I can uh, for the the show, uh, but I can't get them all. One clip I've have got is uh, Tommy talking to the the mainstream media. One of the benefits uh, of him uh, being back on X is that he's able to uh, play uh, play his comments to the media. Uh, that they don't play themselves. So this was him talking about after uh, the the uh, the because when uh, there was the uh, it hit 11 a.m. the two minutes of silence it was dead silence. So this is what Tommy said to the media. I don't understand why they were trying to block people getting to the centre tap. I really don't understand it. There's no opposition here other than patriotic people. They shouldn't have been doing it. It looked like they were trying to provoke a reaction. So, uh, well, I'm going to select your left and right. Silence, so I think you went successfully. What, just, do you, what do you think the mainstream are going to say? The mainstream are going to say that, uh, well, the mainstream will always say that everyone's far right and everyone's a hooligan. Because yeah? that's what they say. Some people will view the men that turned up today as far right hooligans, and other people will see them as the last line of defense. <laughs> it's, it's good to be back on Twitter. Don't believe what you read. Don't believe the mainstream. We do have a problem with jihadists. We don't have a problem with ordinary Muslims, right? Let's talk to this gentleman. Look, this gentleman in. He's a Pakistani journalist. And he yeah. people I know, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diver. <laughs> Far right. <laughs> 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 Mum has no idea. Mum has no idea. It's going to be amazing. Walking towards the Parker Square now. And Tommy Robinson, he's always been a civic nationalist, so shouldn't be surprised that he's embracing a embracing uh, Londoners of colour there. Uh, so Lady of Shalott uh, says that is Maya uh, Tulsi on the left, and Lady of Shalott. That's the next story that I was going to cover. Nigel Farage, he is in Australia. Uh, appearing in the ITV show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is filmed in the Queensland jungle every November. He will get a nice paycheck from ITV there, but it won't be going into a Cook's bank account. I mean, Nigel Farage, he really, uh, really uh, got uh, uh, exposed, uh, exposed Cook's uh, for their deliberate political discrimination against him. And you have to give him credit. He really uh, turned the tide on the uh, the debanking, you would say, uh, uh, not trend, uh, but 
phenomena. Uh, so he has to be given credit there, as he has to be given credit for Brexit as well. We have to give people like Nigel Farage and Tommy Robinson uh, credit is where where it's due. And uh, Nigel Farage, he's not an MP anymore, like Matt Hancock was when he went on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here last year. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see how he goes. I mean... <laughs> Obviously, given that he 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 is he does have a merchant banker background. I mean, he he does speak in an aristocratic way. That's probably why uh, the ITV producers, yes, let's stick this uh, uh, suit wearing banker ex politician uh, TV host into the jungle and see what happens happens there. Lady Charlotte says, "Coots and Nat West are horrible. They were my old bank in the UK." I'm glad that I've had nothing to do with them here. Now, let's finish off in the United States, where breaking news uh, from there is that Tim Scott, uh, the Republican Senator of South Carolina, has dropped out. So there's no uh, so that's the end of the uh, the 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 token uh, black candidate in the the Republican uh, race. Uh, but uh, uh, there is, of course, uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, the young Indian, and uh, of course Nikki Haley, the uh, the Indian uh, woman, former South Carolina governor. There is uh, Chris Christie, uh, obviously uh, for the the body positivity uh, <laughs> sect, and Mike Pence. He's already already gone, and there, of course, is uh, Ron DeSantis of florida and uh, now obviously uh, the republican uh, uh, republican politicians there 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 have been uh, there have been many who've uh, expressed uh, express expressed their view uh, that uh, uh, the U.S. taxpayer should not uh, fund uh, the uh, it seems like never-ending uh, war in Ukraine, uh, but when it comes to, to to Israel, that's well, whatever you need, we'll give you. Two hours for a serious debate on the issues that matter most. We have anti-Semitism all over our college campuses. We will stand with Israel. To support Israel with whatever they need, whenever they need it. It is not that Israel needs America. America needs Israel. The founding vision of Israel is America is here, no matter what it is you need at any time to preserve the state of Israel. With a question from Matthew Brooks, the CEO of the Republican Jewish Coalition. Jewish students across the country are threatened. Urgent anti-Semitism across this country. Anti-Semitism. Any campus that allows for anti-Semitism, you should lose your federal funding today. I would deport you. No, it's the anti-Semitism that's spiraling out of control. Jewish students and synagogues. Anti-Semitism is just as awful as racism. The Jewish people. Providing Israel with the $14 billion that they need, we are 100% undeniably standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel. When we make sure that we have the backs of our friends, whether it's in Israel. It's anti-Semitic. Horrible stuff. Making sure that Israel and that Israel situation, Israel must be defended. On behalf of the Republican National Committee and all of us at NBC News, good night everyone from Miami. And now uh, Bayeki said, wow, I was just on Q&A live stream and it's going off. But the actual a actual panel itself, that's good. It sounds like it is was more entertaining than, than, than that debate. Although Vivek, of course, he, he tells uh, the, the MAGA Republicans what they want to hear. Uh, he wants to be the, the nominee if uh, Trump, uh, for some reason, cannot be. Uh, but of course, always be careful with someone who tells you what you want to hear 
but he he certainly uh, had the 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 right right lines against Nikki Haley. Uh, she didn't like uh, when uh, he, when he mentioned that her daughter was on TikTok when she rages against it. Uh, but this was probably his best zinger on the night. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N., bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage now. Uh, introducing Dickie Haley, uh, the, the new rhino, <laughs> rhino NPC uh, politician. And of course, they're the neocons. I think that they're back in business and Nikki Haley is their girl. I mean, she ticks the identity uh, identity boxes. I mean, she always tells us that uh, she's a a black and brown girl. Uh, she, she's a brown girl in a, bl a black and white America. And uh, Nikki Haley, she has also uh, told uh, Republicans uh, to uh, not uh, not have a abortion now as a contentious issue. Uh, so she has said, uh, "We don't need to divide America over this issue." Uh, anymore. This is what uh, uh, she told the debate stage, and this is uh, because uh, in in the midterms, uh, the voters of Ohio uh, voted uh, to enshrine uh, abortion until birth in their their constitution. So that passed with fifty six point six percent to forty three point four percent, and uh, there was slightly a bit more who voted to legalize marijuana now it, the law the the pro-life laws of ohio are still on the books they have to be struck down by the their supreme court now uh which is in charge of enforcing this new constitutional amendment uh though the ohio supreme court has majority pro-life justices there but obviously i'm 100 percent pro-life but i'm also a Democrat, and you can't you, you can't thumb your nose at what the people have voted for in their constitution, and it does seem that Roe versus Wade hasn't had a the flow on effect for the pro life movement that many of us were hoping. In fact, quite the opposite. Now, uh, the when abortion comes uh, for a vote on a ballot initiative. Uh, abortion wins, and now the Republicans are running from the abortion issue because their polling shows that that's the reason why there was no red wave in November last year, because Democrats and independents show, uh, turned out to vote for Democrats because they're 100% pro-abortion. That's in part why Fetterman won, and it's really, really sad, but I mean, it turns out that the, the US is no better when it comes to Australia and Victoria when it comes to loving abortion. I mean, this is what Mike Cernovich put out. Ohio Trump won it bigly. Tonight, Ohio issue one passes. Americans love abortions. We now have conclusive proof. Not that we need more why the GP is underperforming. It's not Trump. It's abortion. Yes, it seems that uh, women in America, like women in Australia, they still want plan D, uh, plan death. So obviously... 
uh, plan A, I guess, is condom or the pill. Uh, plan B, morning uh, morning after pill. Plan C, I uh, guess, have the baby. And, and yes, plan D for death is what I'll call that. Now, I saw that uh, Dominic uh, Carboni is in the chat. Hello, Dom. Great to see you. Uh, it's not anti-Semitism uh, that is uh, spreading. It's the new COVID. Yes, there's another COVID wave at the moment. You're ex absolutely right, Dom. Uh, the sniffles are back and uh, yeah, the usual... Uh, well, we'll probably get to it on The Theorist tomorrow night uh, because, uh, well, last week, uh, YouTube didn't like our Theorist episode. A way to pull, our, pull the wool over our eyes and distract you with rumours of war. Read the Bible. It's all in there. And also, Gabriel Mare, uh, host of Australia First, has popped in. Yo, zap people. Uh, now, that brings me to uh, the end of tonight's show, uh, finished on time. Uh, are we all going to watch the, the rest of Q&A now or on a, on a replay? There's also the, the Sky New, beginning of the Sky News two-part documentary hosted by Chris Kenny, uh, Liberals in Power, uh, where uh, he interviews the main players from the uh, Liberals' disastrous nine years in government, including Christopher Pine spilling the beans on everything that went down. So he likes to brag. And uh, of course, he uh, wanted to be interviewed. So uh, we've all got a lot to catch up on. But I'll be back for The Theorist tomorrow night with Andy Notch, which will only be on Rumble and Odyssey at 9 p.m. Melbourne time. Uh, so I will send uh, the the links in uh, in advance, of course, onto onto my social media channels. Let me know in the chat uh, because I know that some of you watch uh, the Joel and Blair show, which is now only on Odyssey and and Rumble. I tend to uh, watch it watch it on Rumble. Which do you prefer to 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 watch? live streams on rumble or odyssey i'll monitor both but i just want to know so this is the 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 odyssey link here i will also get to the the theorists theorists uh, url as well so make sure that you subscribe uh, gabriel says Rumble, Lady of Shalott says Odyssey. Yes, Joel, Joel and Blair. First, the Joel and Blair channel got banned, and then Joel Davis's channel got banned because YouTube accused him of circumventing the Joel and Blair uh, ban with his own uh, uh, with his own YouTube channel, even though his own YouTube channel uh, was uh, there uh, for longer. Though Rumble and Odyssey, they still do have their glitches. Though they are much better than uh, than they, they used to be. Odyssey is uh, in uh, the blockchain, uh, the the library it is. So uh, all the things that we upload to Odyssey will still be in the blockchain no matter what happens to, to Odyssey. So it seems most of you I'll be seeing on Odyssey uh, tomorrow night. And uh, now, of course, uh, if you want to support the Unshackled and help pay for uh my own security expenses because you know that's the that's the that's the 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 justification that rv yemeni is as used so uh, help me with my security 
costs or something else. Uh, yeah, so bronze, $5 per month, silver, $10 per month, or $25 per month, platinum, $50 per month. And of course, always accept super chats on entropy as well. And you can also, I think they're called hyper chats on, on Odyssey. Uh, so uh, yeah, there was, I can't remember who it was, but somebody gave us a power chat, uh, sorry, a hyper chat on Odyssey for, it was a hyper comment uh, for our, a uh, New Zealand election referendum coverage, uh, which uh, went directly uh, directly to us, like in a couple of days. It was really fast there. So Odyssey donations get really fast there. Uh, so thank you once again, everybody, for watching Tim's News Explosion. Who knows what will happen uh, happen uh, in the next week. I'll see you all tomorrow night. Now, the reason uh, we're not on YouTube is because there was a strike, because Andy likes to talk about the jibby, jabby. And uh, so we will definitely talk about the new COVID wave uh, tomorrow and its associated one. Since uh, we're on Odyssey and Rumble, we can talk about it as much as we want. Uh, we, we can go even more out there uh, than we norm normally have as well. Uh, now, all of our previous uh, theorist episode and, of course, all of the Tim's News Explosion Wilms fronts are also backed up on Odyssey Rumble as well. So good night, everybody. Stay safe uh, and uh, stay free. And also stay temperature controlled because uh, we are still having uh, this temperamental weather. Uh, global boiling hasn't arrived yet in Australia uh, for the summer, but I wish it bloody well would. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.